630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Here we go, Edmonton Oilers. A couple of games in California, San Jose tonight. Los Angeles tomorrow will transition into the face-off show at 7. The puck will drop at 8.30. So a couple of late ones here on the West Coast for Edmonton Oilers, who are 24-18-3 on the season, 1-0 and under Jay Woodcroft after that 3-1 win over the New York Islanders on Friday night. Stuart Skinner is going to be your goaltender against the Sharks, so Mike Smith will play tomorrow, and the Oilers once again expected to go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen. Jay Woodcroft, of course, was a longtime San Jose assistant under Todd McClellan and would have uh, coached against San Jose's farm team, the Barracuda, a lot in the last three and a half seasons while he was running the Oilers AHL affiliate, the Bakersfield Condors. And Evander Kane goes back into San Jose, and uh, he was with the Canes for, uh, with the Sharks, I should say, for three seasons and a bit. And you know some of the recent storyline um he was uh, suspended 21 games at the start of the season for violating the nhl's COVID protocols he uh was then placed on waivers and had his contract terminated by the uh sharks after playing a few games in the ahl because of violation of ahl COVID protocols the nhl later further looked into this and said not enough evidence to further suspend him which allowed him to be available to sign with the edmonton oilers as he did a couple of weeks ago now he did uh meet the assembled media today in san jose he was asked by a sharks beat reporter why didn't it work out in san jose well, I mean, we've continued to beat this dead horse over and over and over again, and, you know, you seem to continue to want to talk about it over and over again. I'm not even part of the team anymore, and you're probably writing more articles about me than you are anybody else on the team, so I, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I'm here to play hockey, and uh, you'll continue to make those judgments and uh, write your reports. All right, so Evander Kane, as he uh, pretty much has done in the last couple of weeks, not really going down the lane of uh, what happened with San Jose. So that's what he uh, said today. You'll hear more from Evander Kane from Jay Woodcroft as we move along through Inside Sports and the Face-Off show tonight. And, of course, we will talk about the Super Bowl. Blake Dermott's going to join us between 6.30 and 7. Always fun to have his insight on the big game. And a couple of moves today by the Edmonton Elks, including Deron Carter. Remember him? He was, uh, at times, a pretty electrifying receiver in the CFL, and Chris Jones used him as defensive back in Saskatchewan, and the Elks announced him today as a defensive back. So uh, Chris, uh, Chris Jones has brought back some familiar names from earlier portions of his career, whether it was here in Edmonton uh, or in Saskatchewan. And so Blake will dive into that a little bit as well. But he joins us every week here on Inside Sports. He is powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now an analyst with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Reed. And yourself? I am doing very well. It's great to have you on the show. The Oilers uh, jumping into a busy stretch of games here starting tonight in San Jose. So a lot to talk about. Well, when is there not a lot to talk about with the Edmonton Oilers, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And you know what? It, from around this point on, it's going to be like this every single time we chat because the schedule is so condensed and it's going to be awfully difficult and awfully taxing on all these players. Would have, uh, would have you liked that as a player to play almost every second day with a lot of back-to-backs? Would you prefer not a lot of downtime between games? Not not really. Uh, I didn't mind the odd day off, and I certainly didn't mind a, a stretch where we had maybe three days off when we were at home, so I could sort of maybe take my wife out 
uh, for dinner one night and then uh, be around the kids a little bit more often. Keep in mind, uh, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about back in the 90s when I was traded to L.A. in 89, but for the most part in California for the 90s. And the schedule looked a lot different. It wasn't until just a couple of years later than uh, San Jose came in the league and uh, Anaheim came in the league. So we had extensive travel. Vancouver at one point was our closest team, and that was two and a half hours away. And and then Dallas came in, and that's ball, ballpark two and a half, three hours. So we didn't have anywhere close. The point I'm trying to make is when we would go on the road, we'd usually have five, six, seven games in 14 or 16 nights, and I was perfectly fine with that. You'd always have one or two back-to-backs. But when we came home, we're also home for 14 days, maybe 17 days. And that's when I didn't mind only playing four or five and having the odd day off or a couple stretches where maybe two days off in between games. So you could sort of settle in at home and enjoy your time instead of just rush, rush, rush. And so I do think about these players. Uh, and I know they say the right thing that, yeah, they like to play back-to-back or every other night. But I also think that secretly they, they certainly don't mind a good day off or a couple for sure. Yeah, no kidding. All right, well, uh, obviously the Oilers news last week on uh, Thursday was the coaching change. The Oilers did win their debut under Jay Woodcroft on uh, a Friday. Uh, Mike Smith, a big part of that, especially in the first period. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I heard you talking a little bit about the change on, on Saturday mm-hmm. on television. Uh, yeah. Certainly, I, I agreed with your point that 29 to 97 were getting overplayed. We'll see if yeah. Woodcroft dials it back like they did on um, yeah. on Friday. I, I'm not sure I'm totally on the same page that the criticism of Koskinen maybe cost Tippett with the players a little bit. Like I still thought, yeah. I mean, they, they did go five and one over a six game stretch with yeah. Dave Tippett as the head coach, but I know you put that out there as maybe one of your takes. So uh, just your yeah. kind of thoughts on, on the coaching change. If you saw anything significantly different on Friday, if you want to go down that path too. Well, I think uh, everybody, it's hard to tell about, you know, style of play or structure after one game. Right. And, and I do know what would uh, uh, Croft said about uh, defending or checking, however you want to, you know, say it. Some coaches like talking about defending. Others say it's not defending, it's checking. Who cares? It's just language, right? right? But, you know, when he was talking about checking and how I think he he sort of alluded to the fact that they'll maybe be a little bit more aggressive on the forecheck, try and uh, steal pucks and have ozone time. And I'm a big proponent of that. Uh, I, I've always thought that that's the way. I know Peter DeBoer, he, his team was just in town last week, and he said basically the same. There's two ways to defend speed, and you either back up and absorb it, or you go after them and try and turn pucks over and don't allow them the puck as often. So I like that. That's what uh, Jay said, and I, I think that we might see that sort of change. But it's awfully hard after one game to say, here's what I've noticed. I, I've always said, and you're, you're actually seeing an example of it in Vancouver. I've always said, don't even start to look or dissect things for at least 10 games, maybe longer. I know uh, Jim Rutherford said that when he took the job in Vancouver. He said he's not even going to make any changes uh, until January 31st till he starts to understand what he has as a team. And he took the job in, what, early December. And I, I totally agree with that because some players, uh, and this isn't a criticism, it's just a fact of life, a coaching change uh, grabs their attention, and so they play a more structured team style. They're less, you know, all about themselves, and they 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 want to put a good foot forward. 
So they kind of fool you. I've always said that don't don't trust some of these guys because here's the player I've known for the last two and a half years I've played with. Now we've changed a coach and all of a sudden he's like the teacher's pet, right? So you have to make sure you guard against looking at it in one short uh, stretch of games and say, hey, okay, now now after 10 or 15 games, it's really hard to not revert back to your old who you are. Yeah. Well, and then we've seen, I mean, what do they call it? The dead cat bounce, right? You see that sometimes, yeah. even when Hitch took over a few years ago, the Oilers, I think went nine, three and two or something like that in his yeah. first stint. And then they weren't very good after that. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Um, see how he handles the goaltending. I mean, I thought that was big decision. Number one, Smith or Skinner sure. on Friday and, and Smith played great Skinner tonight, which I think makes sense given the back-to-back and he's played in that building with the Barracuda before. So yeah, definitely, definitely going to see how that goes. Um, going Vander Kane, who, who didn't really want to talk about it today. Uh, yeah. Again, I, mean, I guess you can't blame him, but he he said to one reporter, I, I think you're writing more reports about me than you are about the guys who still play for the Sharks. But, <laughs> but go, going back into the, the building of a former home and you, you would have done it twice. You would have gone back yep. to, face yeah. the Islanders on Long Island. You, As a Shark, you would have gone back into Los Angeles. Anything stand out from, from those two games? <laughs> I'm laughing because, yes, uh, how lousy I played. So <laughs> I, I've always admired guys that can go either into their own, the former building they played in, or even in their own building and play their former teammates because I was a wreck. I was emotionally a wreck. I believe when I first played the Islanders uh, as a king, it was into my first full season with the Kings and it was a home game. And I, I actually looked it up. I knew I was terrible, but I, I didn't recognize how early it was in the season. It was only four games into the start of the next season. And I gave up uh, six or seven. I don't know if one was an empty net. So we lost seven, four. And I knew virtually every single player on the Islanders. I think they'd only made a couple, three, four changes. And so it became a very emotional game for me. I wanted to win it so badly that I tried so hard to be good. And I, I couldn't sleep that afternoon. And and uh, I, emotionally, I was a wreck and, and I was terrible. And the first, so the first time as a king that we went to the Islanders, I was much better. I'd sort of wasted all that energy and recognized that, hey, I can't, I can't, play that way and that's just me uh you know that's how my brain works i get all worked up for things like that and so uh i was okay after that playing the islanders every time but much to my surprise when i went to san jose as a free agent our second game of the year was in la so chris terrary played on the saturday night at home we tied chicago 2-2 i believe and i can't remember if uh, i don't think we went to over or uh, yeah, we went to overtime, but of course we didn't have a shootout back then. And next night I played in LA and again, I was an emotional mess. So we won that game seven, six in overtime. Victor Kozlov scored a beautiful goal on Stefan Fusay in overtime, but I was so mad at myself also because, uh, Yannick Perot, one of my former teammates for a few years in LA, he scored a hat trick on me and listen, I knew where Yannick loved to shoot. He loved to shoot high glove side. So I knew it. Where did he score all three goals on me? High glove side. So I, I just, I, you know, my brain wasn't quite there. I was relieved, of course, that we won. But I was so glad that I never had to uh, be in that situation again. Of course, I played L.A. 
after that as a shark and I was perfectly fine, but it was just that first game. So my point is, I've always said this, I've always admired guys that can play against their former team and play well. Uh, I, I, I could never master that in my two attempts. Yeah. Wow, man. That's, uh, that's something. It was that, uh, it was that, yeah. it was that tough on you. Thanks for sharing that for sure. Well, you won one of them. doesn't matter. The score yeah, doesn't right. matter, right? You got the one in the win column. <laughs> Seven, six, whatever you, you you were one better than the other guy like you like you always said you got to be kelly rudy yeah. joining us tonight on inside sports uh did you watch the super bowl i did all right and i loved it and uh it was an incredible game back and forth uh when la uh, stormed out to a great uh, early lead i was a little bit worried for cincinnati uh then they fought back uh so well Burrow was just an unbelievable quarterback. Well, they both are, but it was just a really captivating game. I'm not sure, Reed. Uh, I didn't read any of the news reports or headlines today or anything, but that might have been one of the closest uh, recent Super Bowls, isn't it? I, have we had ones quite that well, close? Uh, well, the Patriots and the Falcons went to overtime when well, okay. the Patriots came okay. back. Um I mean, the, I the Chiefs beat the Niners by, and I remember this one because one of my best friends is a 49ers fan. The Chiefs yeah. beat the Niners by 10 or 11, but yeah. they got two touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, relatively just, late. But It's not that I've lost interest because I've always been a big football fan, whether it's NFL or CFL, but I kind of lost interest when I started working so much. And oftentimes I was even traveling on Super Bowl day. Oh, and right. Home in time, right? And so, right. in fact, I did travel yesterday, but I took an 8.45 flight home, so I landed around 11 in Calgary, so I had the afternoon to have a little nap and then watch the game. All the family was over and stuff like that. But oftentimes, I'm in the air. You know, I'm. it's, it's not easy for me to make time on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I thought, did you see the suit Joe Burrow wore into the game? Yep. You could have pulled that off, eh? Right. How great is that? I don't think I can pull that off. And what an amber tweak, something like you wear this suit. Uh, if you wear this suit, you have no intention of losing or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, I love it. I love showing that personality. It's cool. Yeah, right on. Okay, Kelly. Well, thank you so much for checking in. I hope you have a great week. Uh, whenever we talk next week, no doubt we will have a lot to talk about. It's going to be a lot of games you for the Oilers and important ones around the NHL. We'll talk to you then. Okay, thanks, Reed. Take care, my friend. That is Kelly Rudy. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. He is presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. Man, oh, man, really tough for Kelly. The uh, two times in his career he faced his former clubs for the first time. He went from the Islanders to the Kings and uh, didn't have a good game. First time he played the Islanders, went from the Kings to the Sharks, didn't have a good game the first time he played the Kings, though, like he said, he did get an overtime victory. Oilers and Sharks, the game starts at 8.30 tonight. We'll transition to the face-off show after the 7 o'clock news. Blake Dermott's going to check in a bit as well to break down the Super Bowl. Pretty exciting finish last night in Los Angeles. Quick timeout here, Inside Sports on 6.30, Chet. Yeah, that's right, baby. Can't stop loving you. Just one game underway in the NHL tonight. Already four goals. Eight and a half minutes into the game. Detroit and Minnesota are tied 2-2. Dylan Larkin has his 25th. Seattle at 
home against Toronto. That starts at 7, also starting at 7, Blackhawks and Jets. And, of course, right here on 6.30, Chad, face-off show at 7, game at 8.30. It is the Oilers and the Sharks. Jay Woodcroft, now the head coach of the Oilers, was in San Jose before, an assistant under Todd McClellan from 08 to 2015. I'm excited. It's uh, my first road game with our team here in Edmonton. Um, have spent years uh, uh, on both sides of the equation uh, in this building, and uh, it was nice to come in and see a lot of friendly faces and, and say hi. But um, like Evander, my focus is on on trying to help our team win the game tonight. All right, so a lot of storylines going into this game for sure. Bob Stoffer is going to kick off the face-off show with me at 7.05. Pretty significant trade today. The Calgary Flames adding Tyler Toffoli from the Montreal Canadiens. They give up Tyler Pitlick, prospect Emil Heineman, and two draft picks to Foley. 29 years of age, nine goals, 17 assists in 37 games this season. Montreal also getting a couple other draft picks, uh, or the two draft picks in the deal. Uh, specifically a 2024 fifth rounder and a conditional first rounder. So good addition there for the Calgary Flames who are having a really good season. They get a little better. The Super Bowl came right down to the last couple of minutes. Pretty good play by both defensive lines. Blake Dermott will break it down for us. And uh, also Deron Carter coming to the Elks. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? That's after the 630 News here on Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.